Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to answer your home improvement questions, to solve your do-it-yourself dilemmas, pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. If there is a tough question that you have on your mind about how to get something done around your house, call us right now and give us a chance. We will try to help you out. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if miraculously... You could just sort of uh, step away for a weekend and come back and your home repair, your home renovation would be totally complete. Yeah. That'd be nice, right? I mean, after <laughs> yeah. all, that's how they do it on TV, right? Half hour show, <laughs> total gut gut job kitchen remodel. It's as easy as that. Well, like, quit picking on my other job. <laughs> it may look easy, but there's actually a lot that goes into it. The question is, how do you get chosen for one of those projects? Did you ever wonder how TV crews select the homeowners that they work with on shows like Leslie's shows or shows like This Old House? Well, we're going to get some tips and tricks from another expert this hour when Kevin O'Connor from TV's This Old House stops by to tell us exactly how This Old House selects their projects. And also an interesting story about how Kevin got his job because actually he submitted a project to This Old House which resulted in him getting the host job. So, hey, you never know where it could go. Boy, talk about the golden ticket there, huh? All right, well, maybe you're looking for ways to save some money on your next home improvement project, and you thought using recycled wood might be a great idea to help you do that. Well, in fact, recycled wood is gorgeous. It's usually heavier, it's stronger, and it's got a lot of that patina and character that you really look for when you're looking at that reclaimed wood. Well, if you aren't so lucky to just have some old wood lying around your money pit, It's actually not that hard to locate. We'll tell you where to look a little later this hour. And also ahead, if your hot water bills have ever had you gasping for breath, we've got an easy and a free way to help you get your head above water by cutting those bills way down. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a whopper of a prize. Thanks to our friends at Lumber Liquidators, you could win a $500 gift certificate to Lumber Liquidators if we choose your call at random this hour. So give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get right to those phones. Leslie, who's first? Tom in Virginia is looking for some help with a generator. What can we do for you? Well, I was just wondering if there are any alternatives to the uh, generators that are run by uh, diesel fuel that uh, you can get a hold of. Um, the, the electric companies, uh, they have their plans, but I was wondering if there's anything else out there. Well, absolutely. In fact, uh, my house is run by a Generac standby generator, and I've used it twice today <laughs> since we had some storms that rolled through um, the house. And it's great because my Generac is powered by natural gas. So I never have to worry about fuel for it. It's just hooked up to the gas pipe. And uh, it comes on within about 15 seconds of losing power. And then it repowers about half the house. That's how we have it set up. And so you can use a natural gas standby generator. And the prices have come way down on them. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of security to having a standby generator because you don't have to worry about losing food and losing your heating system and, and things like that. And not losing lights on a dark, stormy night. So I, I really believe in standby generators. I think everyone should have one. 
I'm glad to see the, the prices are coming down. You might want to take a look at the Generac website at neverfeelpowerless.com. There's a lot of information about standbys there, also ways that you can calculate the size that you need. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah, the last time we had a hurricane come through there, people thought my house was possessed because we had power. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, the neighbors will come uh, come down the street with their milk and eggs to uh, borrow and put in your refrigerator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had, for three days, we had breakfast at my house. There you go. <laughs> All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Karen in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, needs some help with a fireplace project. Tell us what's going on. Hi. Um, I've got soot on my brick fireplace. Okay. And I wanted to know what the easiest way would be to get this soot off. It's been on there perhaps more than a year or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to do it right the first time. Yeah, does it, uh, you think it's building up over this time? I'm wondering if you have a draft problem inside the house. I think I did. I've gotten rid of my wood burning, and I've converted to gas. Okay. And you did check to make sure that you don't have any combustion issues with this, do you? Because we want to make sure that none of that gas is working its way back into the house. No, it's pretty well open. I The, the damper is not easily adjusted now. It's right. pretty well open. Okay. All right. Well, to clean the soot off of the bricks, what you can do is mix up a solution of tri-sodium phosphate. And that's available usually in the paint aisle. Mm-hmm. It's a cleaner, TSP. And you can apply that. You don't have to make it. I don't think she has to make, you make it too terribly thick, Leslie, for just no, a No, I would issue. kind of keep it even a little bit more loose, maybe a quarter cup of the cleanser to a gallon of water. Kind of follow the directions on the packaging, but more wet than more solid, because sometimes you can use it as a paste if you've got like a, an oil stain or something, but you don't need to be that serious. And then because it's brick and it absorbs the cleaner so fast, you might want to spray it on rather than, you know, wiping it on. Yeah. And then you want to, you know, give, give it a good scrub, maybe use a, a bristle brush, but not like a metal one, something that, you know, will give it a little bit of abrasion, but not too aggressive. And then you want to rinse it with a clean sponge and let it dry. And that really should do the trick. But make sure you cover up everything around it, because as you're scrubbing it with the bristle brush, you know, you might end up with little splatters and you don't want to get anything on your furnishings. PSP. Okay, well, that's great. I wanted to do it right the first time. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call because there are a few valuable weekends left to the summer before the big Labor Day holiday sort of ends it all and we start getting back to reality. Autumn is just around the corner. So let us help you finish all of those home improvement projects on your to-do list. Give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at one 888 Pit. 888-666-3974. Up next, it's the ultimate green building material. We're talking about reclaimed wood, but where do you find it, and how do you go about getting it? We've got those answers next. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatru Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide up to five times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit Thermatru.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT because our prize this hour is a big one. We are giving away a $500 gift certificate to Lumber Liquidators. And that's enough to redo the floor in at least one room of your house. Because Lumber Liquidators carries everything from hardwood to engineered wood, green flooring options, laminates, you name it. And they've got something in every price point. And they've also got stores in nearly every state in the union and they ship anywhere. Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. Call 1-800-HARDWOOD for the location nearest to you and the number for your chance to win and your home improvement answer is 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, speaking of lumber, it might sound nostalgic, but they really don't make wood like they used to. Older reclaimed wood, though, has tightly spaced growth rings, straight grain, and a harder, heavier feel. But just because it's reclaimed, does it make it cheap? Demand and the process of reclaiming keeps the cost as high as 30 bucks a square foot for some boards. And if you're ever wondering where that wood comes from, well, some of the most common sources are industrial buildings and also barns. As they take them apart, they save the lumber and resell it. Hmm. And believe it or not, it can also be harvested from the bottoms of rivers and lakes where experts estimate millions of submerged standing trees around the world can actually be reclaimed. Now, but you know, you often wonder, how is that possible that the wood doesn't rot? Yeah, because it's not, not like enough all oxygen. swelled and... Not enough oxygen. Really? Yeah. If you don't have air, you can't feed the decay organism, so... The wood just sits there for a long time. Hmm, And I wonder what the process is when they do finally bring that wood to surface to keep it from almost instantly decaying. I bet it doesn't float anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, guys? If you're in the market for some reclaimed wood, make sure you do your research before you just buy something that you think looks cool. Well, that's right, because the grade characteristics will vary by dealer. Now, most suppliers sell grades of wood that will reflect the degree of patina and the character. So if this is something you're into, it really is a great way to build green and enjoy the richness and durability that all the older wood has to offer. It can really be gorgeous stuff. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project. Perhaps you started and now you need to recycle and start again. We can help you with that. (laughs) So give us a call. Wayne in Virginia is dealing with a heating and cooling issue in some bedrooms. Tell us about it. Well... The, the, the air conditioning system works fine, but the three bedrooms, which are situa- situated over the garage, uh, can't seem to get them very cool. They pretty much stay warm, not as cool as the rest of the house. Right. Tried a lot of things. Nothing's worked yet. Mm-hmm. Well, they're uh, second-floor rooms. Uh, they're surrounded by uh, you know, unconditioned space, not only on the exterior walls and roof, but now also the floor. Right. Where, you know, a first floor, you have the cool basement slab or a crawl space. Now you've got a hot garage. So it really is quite a chore to get enough air conditioning to do that space. What's the square footage of that space? Can you estimate that? Oh, it's three rooms, uh, 15 by 12. The other two are about 10 by 12. Mm-hmm. So 15 by 12. All right. So you got like maybe 400 and some odd feet there. That now, sounds about right. Um Typically, you need about 12,000 BTUs per 600 square feet of space. So if you had three 5,000 BTU air conditioners, one in each room, that should do it. What size air conditioners do you have there? I have central air. So you have central air conditioning in the whole house, and everything cools properly except for this space. Right. Well, the problem is you're not getting enough supply air there. 
So you need to have uh, additional duct work done or larger duct work put in so you deliver more air. And you also need probably some return uh, work done as well because cooling those spaces that are so super hot because they're surrounded by three walls, three exterior walls plus the roof, put the garage underneath, is going to require an awful lot um, of BTUs. Typically uh, with a house, you figure that you got about um, 12,000 BTUs for every 600 square feet of house. And so in your case, you know, you may not have enough tonnage or you may have plenty, but you're just not distributing it right. All right, then I would probably need to see an AC expert. Yeah, I think you'll need an HVAC guy to add some additional ductwork to the house. All right, that does it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Now we're going to take a call from Oregon with Deborah, who's dealing with a flooring issue in the bath. How can we help? My uh, bathroom uh, had a problem. Uh, my uh, there was a leak, and the particle board flooring uh, overlayment uh, rotted away, so I'm attempting to do it myself. Uh, what I'd like to know is what type of overlayment should I be using and how thick? I think you mean underlayment. Okay, underlayment. <laughs> yeah, there's two... Hey, some uh, people call it over, some people call it under. It's a floor, <laughs> one way or the other. Yes, well, I'm, is the leak under the toilet, is that what happened? Yes, and every, okay. the wood uh, rotted away. And, right, so uh, here's what you have to do. First of all, obviously, you have to remove the toilet. Right. So secondly, you're going to... Now, what kind of a sink do you have in there? Is there a vanity that's going to be near the toilet? Yes. Well, the best thing to do, believe it or not, will be to remove that as well, because what has to happen, you have to cut out that rotted floor. And if you're going to... Is this only one layer of subfloor here? Is it an older house? You have multiple layers? Because if you're going to cut through the floor joists, you have to cut something wide enough where it goes beam to beam. Do you follow me on that? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, uh, someone did repair that portion of it. Uh, okay. So uh, that part uh, has been done, but now okay. I'm going to do the that other layer that's on top of it. Do you have anything else that you have to match to it? Is it halfway there in some other part of the bathroom, or has the entire floor been replaced? Yes, it just uh, the part around the toilet, oh, there's been like a couple of feet, two feet, two and a half feet. Okay, well, what you have to do here is you have to see what was there... Uh, before, because you have to match the thickness. There are different types of underlayment materials. Sometimes there's plywood, like Luan plywood. Sometimes there's a wafer OSB. board. OSB. So you need to figure out what was there before and match the height. And then what kind of finished floor are you going to put in? Uh, I'm going to put a linoleum down. Okay, that's one option. Another one that might be easier is laminate floor, because laminate floor is going to be more forgiving of, of the unevenness of that repair job. And laminate floor can be installed pretty easily by yourself because all the pieces are locked together. They all snap together today. Yeah, if you go linoleum, because it's a sheet product, it's going to sort of rest into areas where the floor, the under, the underlayment is uneven, and you're going to notice a lot of those dips and dives. Yeah, I'm going to replace the entire thing because it was particle board and the, the water spread out quite a bit. I think that you'll find that the laminate floor is the best way to go because it's a very sturdy floor. Plus, it comes in just hundreds of different patterns. You can have one that has a pattern similar to a vinyl floor, or you can go something that may represent a, a wood floor, and it'll be permanent, it'll be moisture-proof, and it'll look great. Okay. About the fixture, the toilet fixture, how do I get underneath that uh, lip that's there? Underneath the, the lips that's there? Well, if once you put the new subfloor in, then you're going to make sure you raise the pipe so that it's flush with the finished floor. And that's a plumbing project. And you'll use a new wax seal between the drain and the toilet. Okay, and it has to be flush? 
Yes. Uh, well, fairly close. If it's not flush, you may have leaking issues. Luella in Oregon needs some help with attic insulation. Tell us what you're thinking about using. Oh, I don't know. That's the reason I'm calling you. I don't know what to use. All, All right. right. How, how, can, how we can we help you, and what are you considering? Well, I just, my east roof is made of, I, if it were made of glass, this time of year, with all those fall-colored leaves, one could see a giant Scotch tartan muffler from, of russet green and gold stretched <laughs> okay. from Canada to Mexico. All right. For as far as eyes can behold. But how do I divorce the intense heat of summer and the cold of winter? Everything up there now is the backside of the roof. You can't see that beautiful view, and I want to mm-hmm. know how to make it into glass. Yeah. Now, um, is this roof over an attic, so do you have space for insulation? I. It's in an attic. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that would block out my view, wouldn't it? Well, wh- what are you seeing now? I mean, you're talking about installing some skylights? Is that is that well, what you'd like to I, do? I just want to be able to see that view. and right, all, all I right. can well, see now is the backside of a bunch of boards. All right, so here's what you need to do. You need to install skylights, and you have lots of options with skylights. We would recommend that you use a curbed skylight, and that means that it sits up off the roof by about four inches. It's easier to make it watertight. And once you put that in, then you have to build uh, what's called a well, which is sort of a light shaft that goes from the skylight through to the ceiling. And then that's all covered with drywall. So when you're done, you can look up and you can look out. And depending on the angle of your roof, sometimes if you have a very steep roof, you put in something called a roof window where you can actually even open it up. So that's an option. Um, While you're working up in there, though, I would make sure that you add some insulation because that's what's going to you know, keep the rest of that hot, uh, radiant heat coming through the roof from getting down into your house and warming it up in the summer. And the skylight that you put in, it should be have low-E glass, a uh, high-performance glass that actually reflects the heat of the sun back out. If you do that, you can have your view, you can watch your birds, and you can stay cool in the summer. Luella, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, over the years, I've worked with hundreds of super lucky homeowners to get their home makeover broadcast to millions of TV viewers. But what makes a home and its owners the right fit for a home makeover TV show? We'll find out from the host of This Old House, and he's got a big secret to tell next. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home, call in. It is brought to you by Generac and the Generac Automatic Standby Generator. Be protected and never worry about power outages again. Visit your favorite home improvement center or call 888-GENERAC or visit generac.com. Your home will stay on the next time the power goes out. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And have you ever wished that a reality TV show could just drop in and handle your renovation or fix-up project? Well, the team at This Old House and also Ask This Old House has screened thousands of projects over the years and knows what it takes to find a project that's good for the homeowners, the show, and the audience. All right. To find out how they do that and what you need to do to be considered for an upcoming episode, we welcome host Kevin O'Connor. Welcome, Kevin. So what's the secret? 
Well, uh, it's good to be here, guys. Um, I'll tell you the secret is this. Uh, first and foremost, understand that your house, not you, is going to be the star of the show. <laughs> um, we're not looking so much for uh, the homeowners as characters and people who are going to be very emotional and have all these sort of problems. We're looking for a house that's going to provide the drama. And for us, uh, things like rot and termites and old kitchens and falling down porches is what we consider drama. Uh, and that is really the guiding principle. We want to find a house that has got a story to tell. And that's great because that's one of the reasons the program's been around for 30 years is because while you have a lot of reality TV shows you know, focusing on the characters, you know, your character is the house. And if it's a good house, it's going to be a good show. And I think uh, many in our audience may not be aware of this, Kevin, but you actually got your start as a host on this old house by uh, submitting a project to this old house many years ago. I, I did. It's sort of a remarkable story. Uh, my wife and I had bought our first house, or a fixer-upper. Lots of work needed to be done. It's just what we were looking for. And not that long into the project, we did what I think a lot of people do, and that's you know email or call this old house for some help. Uh, we did that. Tom Silva and some of the crew came out to help us with a small project for our sister show, Ask This Old House. Uh, and what I thought was a house call turned out to be a, a casting call. A couple months later, they invited me to be the host of both shows. So you never know what's going to happen when this old house shows up on your doorstep. That's amazing. Like, what, what crazy luck that you have. That's so fantastic. Know, well, you know what they say, better to be lucky, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and how did your project come out? Um, they left me hanging. <laughs> no, it was a wallpaper story of all things. How to get four paint-covered coats of wallpaper off the wall. And my wife Kathleen and I figured there has to be some sort of a silver bullet out there that can just, you know, make the stuff go away. And uh, the experts showed up. We tried a bunch of things. And when it came right down to it, a lot of elbow grease and warm water. That was about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I know. We get to ask the question all the time, and there's nothing, no substitute for, for hard work, although a steamer, steamer can help yeah, sometimes. I, I'm, not, I'm not complaining, though. I got, they left me with the wallpaper, but they gave me a job. That's well, right. true. All right, so let's talk about uh, Ask This Old House. What is the process? Uh, what kind of information does somebody need to be able to submit a project? Well, what we're looking for on Ask This Old House, as you guys know, these are smaller projects that we're going to tackle in about a half a day or a day. They're fixing a leaky faucet, repairing a rotted window. Uh, Tom and I just walked off the job site. We were repointing a front brick stoop before it got too bad. Uh, what we're looking for there are medium-sized projects that we think most homeowners would be willing to tackle in a day or a weekend. Uh, and we're looking for something that's sort of typical. You know, we don't want an incredibly unique or arcane project that only makes sense um, in the hinterlands of, uh, you know, the Pacific Northwest. We're looking for a project that's going to apply to most folks so that when we come out there and our experts, Roger, Richard, uh, Tom, when they come out there and, the, and start teaching the homeowners lessons, they're lessons that all of the viewers uh, can benefit from. So simple projects, medium size. Um, something that needs an expert's touch, uh, but not something too arcane. And how do they go about actually applying? Do they need to take video footage, uh, photographs, write a story, or just email in? Our applications come to us all different ways. It can be as simple as an email to thisoldhouse.com. There's a form on the website that folks can use. Um, we've gotten some pretty clever submissions that included uh, poems and people singing and making <laughs> little YouTube videos. 
it does help to have pictures of what you're talking about, um, a couple pictures of the family and the, and the dog so that we know what we're getting ourselves into. Uh, but we look at all sorts of things. And so just make a compelling story that you've got a problem, you're stumped, and you think that the guys who've been doing this for 30 years um, are going to be able to help you and, and teach you a lesson or two. Well, there you have it. Kevin O'Connor, the host of Ask This Old House and also This Old House. And uh, not only is he the host, he's a customer. <laughs> <laughs> a satisfied customer at that. Great to be with you guys. Thanks, Kevin. Have a great day. You too. All right. To catch more of Kevin and the entire This Old House team, including information on their current project, which really is a gorgeous one, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House is brought to you by Cub Cadet. Cub Cadet, you can't get any better. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to those phones. Who's next? Paul in Connecticut is dealing with a situation with his wood deck. What's going on, Paul? Tell us about the problem. Hey, thank you so much for talking to me. I love your show. I get to get a lot of good information from you. Well, thank Thanks. You. Um, I have a deck, and the nails are coming up the deck, uh, and I'm not sure if it's because I haven't maintained the deck properly, but every so often I'll catch my foot on it, and I'll have to hammer it down, and it's happening quite a lot. Somebody, somebody suggested that I take out the nails and put screws, which uh, seemed like an awful lot of work, and I thought maybe there'd be an easier solution. Well, if, if you just press the nails down or have the nails back down in the same hole, they're going to push back up again. As wood expands and contracts, and based on the type of nails that was used originally, if they're starting to loosen up and sort of press out of the board, that's going to be something that repeats itself. So you really have two options. You can either pull the nail out, replace it with a screw, or you can add a second nail in and slightly overlap the heads of the first one with the second one. So it'll hold that okay. first one That down. will hold it down. Right, exactly. That's a better option than just hammering it back in, then. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because if you hammer it back in, it's just going to pop back up again. Is there anything I should be doing to treat the deck to prevent it? Well, I mean, there's nothing that you can do that's going to prevent the movement besides, you know, replacing the nails with screws, which won't back out. Um, but you should be doing pretty much annual maintenance to your deck. You want to make sure, first of all, that nothing is rotted, especially in the structural areas, all of the supports and the and the building beneath the decking itself, just to make sure everything is safe and, you know, for your family to use during the summer months. Then you want to make sure you give it a good cleaning at the beginning of the season, you know, with the pressure washer. Don't be too aggressive with it. Kind of go lightly onto the wood surface. Then you want to assess what's going on with the finish of the wood. If it seems like it's really dry or the stain is, you know, not looking as good as it used to, you can address those situations by either stripping what's on there, adding a solid color stain. You know, it really depends on what the deck looks like and what you want it to look like. Well, thank you very much. That answers my questions. Paul, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Carolyn, New York needs some help with a flooring situation. Tell us what's going on. Hi, uh, I have either an Armstrong or a Congolian kitchen floor. Okay. Been down for ten years, and it was very white when it was new. I steam clean it, but it's yellow in the traffic areas. Hmm. What will okay. whiten it? Sometimes after all of those years, you get a chemical reaction from all of the cleaning agents and the dirt gets ground into it. And it's almost impossible to get that to go back to its original color, I'm sorry to say, Carol. If you're cleaning it the way you describe, then I don't think that any of that discoloration is the result of any type of dirt that's on the surface. I think as those products wear, uh, the oxidation uh, that they receive through just exposure to sunlight will make them darken and change color. 
But that's a typical wear pattern that you're describing there, Carol. I mean, the good news is that these linoleum floors, the prices have come way down on the vinyl floors. Uh-huh. And so it, it might just be time, if you've gotten 10 years out of that, to think about replacing it. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy your show. Well, thank you very much. Very nice of you to say. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit, and good luck with that floor project. Well, hot water bills—they certainly can drown you, but we've got a quick, easy, and free way to cut them down. We'll tell you what it is right after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT because our prize this hour is a huge, gigantor prize. We are giving away a $500 gift certificate to Lumber Liquidators. And that's enough to redo the floors in at least one room, maybe a powder room and a living room, maybe two living rooms. Totally up to you. Depends on what kind you pick. Now, Lumber Liquidators carries everything from hardwood to engineered wood to green floor options, laminates, you name it, they've got it. And they've got stores in nearly every state in this entire United States, and they will ship their flooring to you anywhere, regardless of where you live. Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. The number again is one eight 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 money pit for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Well, have you been drowning in your hot water bills? There is actually a free and easy way to cut down on those costs. All you need to do is to lower the temperature of your water heater from the average scalding hot temperature that way too many people use of about 140 degrees down to 110. 110 is plenty hot enough to do anything that you needed to do in the house, including clean the dishes in your dishwasher. And it's a lot safer to have it at 110 degrees. You'll have plenty of hot water for showers and you'll also save energy costs and it will protect you and your children from accidental scalding. So remember, drop the temperature on the thermostat on the water heater down to about 110, and you will be much safer and richer in the process. 888-666-3974. Debbie in North Dakota is having a window situation. What's going on at your money pit? Well, I was just um, wondering what to do with the problem I have here with water. Every time it rains really hard, Water comes down into the into. I have an egress window. It is, and um, water comes in there and then leaks in my window. So when you say egress window, where is this? Is this in the basement? Right. Right. Okay. And what kind of window is it uh, stylistically? Is it a slider? Is it a double hung? No, it, it cranks out. It cranks out, so it's like an awning window. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, and the leakage is occurring in heavy rain or all the time, Debbie. So it's in real heavy rain. Mm-hmm. And what have you tried to do to fix it? Have you done any caulking? Have you tried replacing flashing? Anything of that nature? Okay, we caught there what seems to be, and we've covered the window the window well, but it's like it's coming in between the window well and the side of the house or something. So is this a, a leaking window problem or is this a drainage problem? It, says, it almost sounds to me like this is a problem with drainage. I think maybe it could possibly be. All right. Well, look, here's what I want you to do. First of all, uh, go out on a a dry day and get a hose 
and hold the water, hold the hose up on the siding right above this, <clears throat> and let it run around the window and see if you can force it to leak. Once we know that the window is not leaking, which I suspect is exactly what you're going to find, then let's talk about the drainage condition. Generally, the problems with drainage are caused by imperfections in the grading, which is the soil around the house. Usually it's too flat or it's graded or sloped into the house, uh, or, and probably more commonly, the gutter system. You may have gutters that are dumping water out too close to uh, that area, to that corner, to that window. I've seen, in my experience, those window wells fill up like a fish tank. You're looking mm -hmm. from the other side and you see the water level like floating. And so I suspect that this is an issue with grading and drainage more so than an issue with a leaky window. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, a shower can certainly revive and refresh you, but should it be giving you a shock every morning? We're going to help one listener figure out exactly why the electricity and water seem to be mixing together in her house after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Water-saving lawn and garden tips available right now at moneypit.com. Learn what your lawn really needs during these dry conditions and get tips on summer watering that'll save you money and keep your lawn and garden looking very, very green. It's all free at moneypit.com. And you know what else is free at moneypit.com? An answer to your email question. You can email us what you are working on right there, and we can help you get that job done. I've got an email from Maureen in Utah who writes, While taking a shower, if I reach up and touch any part of the metal fixture, I get an electric shock. That really does not sound good. <laughs> what do you suggest I do to remedy this problem? Oh, stop my gosh. Bathing. Stop bathing right away. <laughs> and stop touching the fixture. That is what a it, really crazy situation, <laughs> uh, Maureen. I'm suspecting that you have, uh, obviously, a short somewhere in your wiring where the wiring's touching the plumbing system. You're diverting some current uh, over to that plumbing system. You touch it, you're making a really good ground, and it's coming out into you. So I, I got to tell you, my first question is, does it only happen at the shower? Because that would be actually good news because that means it's probably some of the electrical wiring in the wall behind uh, the shower uh, faucets. And that's all going to come up usually one wall. So you need to get in there and uh, have an electrician open the wall up so you can figure out where this is occurring. But obviously you've got a short somewhere that's connecting with a pipe and uh, that's not a good situation. So seriously, don't use the shower, get it fixed right away. My goodness. All right, now I've got one from Sandra in Massachusetts who writes, We recently noticed some wood particles that look like sawdust that seem to be coming from one of the breather holes in the strip of wood to which the gutter is attached. We are worried that this could be termites. What uh, do you think? It's not termites. It's Carpenter bees, right? That's right. Something much, much larger that also yeah. likes wood. Um, these are carpenter bees, and carpenter bees typically eat the fascia and the trim boards around the house. They like the area behind gutters because that wood is very soft, very moist, and very tasty if you're a carpenter bee. And what they'll do is they'll drill up inside of that fascia board, and they'll lay their eggs, and then they'll just keep coming back to sort of tend to the nest. Um, very difficult to get rid of sometimes. You can have them sprayed. There's a powder insecticide that exterminators will use that will kill the current infestation. But the problem is they like to come back and back and back and back. I actually had them for a number of years in my house. I gave up uh, one year, and I took the gutter down, and I replaced the wood fascia with Azac. <laughs> you tricked them. <laughs> I tricked them. Azac is a cellular PVC product that looks like wood and uh, cuts like wood. 
But apparently, if you're a carpenter bee, it doesn't taste like wood. Yeah, they so don't like it. they've left it alone. Uh, you can also plug the holes, but again, they'll keep coming back if they like your house. Yeah, they'll make a new hole. And then the good you'll news find is, is, yeah, the good news is that the damage is almost always limited mm-hmm. to just the trim. I've never I, seen a carpenter bee to do serious structural damage. We had them try to get through um, the wood frame on a screen door to our screen and porch. Right. And I was amazed that they came in like one part of this piece of trim and then like almost tunneled through and then came out another and there was like this huge mess of sawdust. I'm just amazed at the efficiency and wish that... I could work as well. You can actually see them as they chew the wood it's and the, the wood streams out of the hole like a drill bit was in it, you know? It just it, falls out. And you it's can a hear perfect three eighths inch plug if you yep. if you want them to know. <laughs> exactly. All right. Betty in Florida wants to know how do I make paneling look like a smooth wall? Embrace the linearness of the panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really can't. What you could do is cover it with drywall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would use very th- very thin drywall. The three eighths inch thick drywall is fine. You'll just have to tape the seams, um, but that's really the only way. We've had people try to spackle paneling. Oh, it'll just never, fall out. Never works. Never works. Mm-hmm. Always falls out. Betty, you could always just go with the lines that are there and paint your wall in a handsome stripe. Totally up to you. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We hope we've given you some tips, some ideas to help you improve your home. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a 4-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.